This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. An awesome night at Ashton Gate where we went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the country. We competed all over the pitch, but that extra gear of Man City shone through. And in the end, after an early goal for Man City, it was added to with some excellent finishes and the Premier League side were 3-0 winners. Um, Matt is with me as always. Matt, your thoughts on uh, an evening we'll never forget. Just really proud, Patch. Proud of the football club. Um, proud of the players who, who put in a really good performance. Um, you always feel a little bit biased when it's your own team, but I've listened to so many media outlet reports in, and, and read so many articles saying how 3-0 flattered Man City, and, and I think it did. But in the end, class told. Um, I think in Phil Foden and Kevin De Bruyne, you could see exactly why Man City are where they are. But yeah, my, my overriding film is just just one of pride um or pride. Um I thought the fans were fantastic from the the well not even before kickoff. Yeah, good half an hour before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. And and the players didn't let us down. Um so no it was it was a special night. Just a shame the early goal and then the chances that, that kind of came our way, the penalty that could have gone. Yeah. Um, you know, but as I say, class told in the end and and wish Man City and all of their amazing fans all the all the best for the, the next round. Yeah, Lee's three words were mesmerizing, Manx, merciless. <laughs> yeah. Which I think pretty much sums, sums, sums it up, it up. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, let's come to our guest. Uh, our guest today is Tony Kerr from the Guernsey Press. And obviously, Tony has got a, a vested interest in the <laughs> Bristol City side, and not to mention one player in particular, which we'll come on to in a moment. But Tony, how are you, sir? I'm very good, thanks. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So we'll okay. do our talk club check-in. Um, Matt, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've got to be a good nine patch, even though, and that's really unusual for me to say after a defeat, but as I say, I was just so so proud of of Bristol City yesterday. That yeah, I'm a, I'm a good nine this one. I'm a bit delicate. I've got to be honest, and wish I'd stayed in bed. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones today where I've got to get into the office um, this morning as well. So this time is pretty much the only time we had to do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for that reason, I'm probably an eight because I feel also delicate. <laughs> Literally opened my eyes about twenty minutes ago. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go an eight, but obviously yeah, last night was a, was a special one, regardless of the result and yourself, Tony. I'm going to go for a nine. I think, yeah, I had a fantastic night last night. Um, sort of overflowing with pride really to, to watch Alex in the flesh for Bristol city for the first time and, and do so well on what was obviously, uh, yeah, an unreal occasion for him in the club. Um, as I said before, I'm slightly regretting the massive portion of loaded fries I had at about half one <laughs> after I left Ashton Gate. Um, yeah, that's not not sitting too pretty on my stomach this morning, but otherwise very good. Brilliant. Oh, fantastic. All right, so we'll go through the starting lineup then. So Max O'Leary, George Tanner, Zach Viner, Thomas Callas, Cam Pring, Matty James, Joe Williams, and then Mark Sykes, Alex Scott, Sam Bell, and Naki Wells. Um, Matt. Obviously, the starting lineup was one change, effectively, with Mehmeti coming out due to being cup tied, um, and yeah, Naki Wells coming into the starting lineup is pretty much how you expected. Yeah, I thought the only, the only um, 
debate for me would be whether it would be Mark Sykes or Andy Vyman or potentially Sam Bell dropping out for Andy Vyman. Um, but I think Nigel Pearson stuck with the players that have been performing so well. So um, that was the starting lineup. I think probably the majority of Bristol City fans expected last night. Yeah. Um, for yourself, Tony, I, I don't know how much you've watched Bristol City this season, but um, that starting lineup now is pretty much been the same more or less with a couple of injuries here and there obviously Rob Atkinson coming out recently and and Thomas Callas coming in but a great replacement in in a Czech international so um your thoughts on that starting lineup and how we lined up against Man City in particular yeah I mean I guess I'm not as kind of clued in as you guys in terms of the sort of intricacies of of the whole season but it does seem like um, it does seem like Pearson's kind of settled on something now, hasn't he? And um, they've sort of found a bit of an identity and a bit of a, a kind of setup that they want to pursue. And um, just great to see Alex, you know, in recent weeks kind of playing in um, a position where he can kind of yeah, unlock the best of his ability. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I know he's been sort of moved around and since coming into the team, um, you know, a couple of years ago, he's filled in a lot of different positions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just seeing him kind of, yeah, playing further forward up the pitch, um, you know, and just able to basically kind of pick up the ball and kind of go for it in whatever way that is, whether that's playing, a, you know, a quick pass to, to unlock it, you know, to un, um, unleash a teammate or whether it's uh, sort of taking on a run himself. So, yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was great that, you know, and hearing Nigel Pearson afterwards basically say that, um, yeah, he didn't want to adjust too much and, and kind of, you know, try and, just sort of yeah, put the wall up um, against Man City. He wanted to just carry on playing the way they wanted to play um, and see if that was good enough. And, you know, obviously it wasn't quite on the night, but they weren't far off, were they? No, exactly. I'm just looking at Twitter, actually. Guernsey Press Sport, is that is that you? That's me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you've got a, an interview here. I guess that was last night with Alex, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Managed, to, managed to sneak in and, uh, and grab a quick word. Yeah, just a special, special evening playing against some of my idols growing up and just felt like... I'm just trying to read it as it flashes up on the screen. <laughs> Obviously playing against, in my opinion, the best team in the world. I think they've proven the past four or five years. So playing against some of my idols just was absolutely fantastic. So obviously Alex enjoyed himself. And as you say, he's playing now in a role where he has got that sort of freedom to go forward, come back, win the ball, take the ball on. And Matt, we've seen him, as Tony said there, in, in a number of positions, obviously his first season really was sort of right wing back, wasn't he? Yeah, Just it was. to get him on the pitch. But uh, last night, again, a special night for for Alex. Yeah, I mean, Nigel Pearson is is quite regularly referenced just how Alex would, would play in goal for him or wherever you say he's that sort of lad. Um, and he, he clearly is. Very mature for his age, I think. Um, and last night, I, I, I'm unusually again for me, I'm going to re-watch the game because so I, I, I recorded it. Um, from HTV, but I want to rewatch it because there's lots of comments around Alex Scott from Ian Wright and Roy Keane, and when you've got players of that ilk or ex players, I should say, talking about Alex, you it kind of rubber stamps what we all know what a special talent we've got, um, and we we've said Tony quite often this season, we've just got to sit back and enjoy him while he's with us because you just know he's destined for for much bigger and better things because um, he is just such a a precocious talent, but but with a maturity you don't normally see with that sort of talent. You know, you don't see him being the sort to go off to bloody Dubai and you know, <laughs> be, be there with bottles of champagne. You know that he's got a good family support around him, and and yeah, he will go far. And and another reason for the pride last night is just it's just a, a a feeling of real joy, isn't it, when you see Alex play? And yeah, he wasn't overruled at all, was he last night? 
Oh, I loved watching him, and I think what what stands out as well, you know, obviously there's always the, these comparisons with Grealish, and yeah. Grealish is obviously a fantastic player, but you kind of, you know, and, and people highlight the fact that that Alex gets fouled so much, and you know, to some people that might you might think he's going to be like quite a soft player, he's just going to be kind of throwing himself on the ground, but it's like the opposite, absolute opposite. Yeah. He battles so hard, doesn't he? he? Won a couple of a couple of kind of really sort of gritty headers in the midfield. There was that moment which, which perhaps, you know, in the second half, which probably was the, the chance of the half for, for Bristol City, where it was his absolute desire to to kind of bust a gut um, to keep the ball in and, and fight for it. And um, yeah, it, you know, he, he sort of does everything really. Um, yeah, it was so impressive. Yeah, yeah. he does. Before we get on to my dodgy minutes, because they are <laughs> dodgy today, and I apologise for them already. It'll be very, uh, very <laughs> stop, stop, start my minutes. Um, very, very unlike you as well, Patrick. I know. You're a, you're I, know. One. I mean, I've had a few, I had a few drinks on board, and <laughs> I was very excited about it. I wanted to actually watch the game as opposed to make notes. Um, but let's talk a bit more about Alex Scott, Tony. So, when did you first come across Alex? Well. I guess it was actually, he would have been sort of 15, turning 16. And I, yeah, I remember going down to a Guernsey FC training session um, before the start of whatever season that was. My, my mind escapes me. Um, uh, and yeah, speaking to Tony Vance, the Guernsey FC manager, and he basically said, um, you, you know, sort of chatting about the season ahead. And he was like, oh, you know, we're, we're pretty excited about this this guy, Alex, who I, I kind of you know heard about playing, he'd been playing for, for another sort of local club um, uh, in the sort of local league. And yeah, he said, you know, watch out for this guy. He'll be playing, you know, first team football. He'll be in the in the first team for GFC, you know, sooner rather than later. Definitely one to watch. But you know, there, there wasn't any kind of hint then that just a few years later he'd be on a pitch with Kevin De Bruyne and 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 kind of and looking the part. Um, but yeah, as soon as uh, yeah, as soon as he sort of showed those flashes, he got on. I think pretty soon after his 16th birthday, and and um, yeah, it was only a sort of dozen or so games I think before. Um, before Tony Vance um, put in the call to Brian Tinian and said, you've got to have a look at this kid. Um, and he, you, you probably know the story. He came over for a trial, like scored a hat-trick, a perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot, header. And they basically said, he's not yep, coming back. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, just everyone back in Guernsey is just kind of, yeah, um, so proud of of seeing what he's achieved. I think it's 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 so nice for us that he did play for Guernsey FC and, and, and St. Martins in Guernsey because... Um, you know that that sort of really cements that connection. You know, I, I know, you know, there are other players, perhaps, you know, or in a different world. He 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 went away and was, you know, with Southampton and Bournemouth as as a much younger um, uh, kid. You know, maybe he carries on there and he never sort of never pulls on a Guernsey shirt. So that that's really special that that's there. Um, so who's, yeah, who's got of... the um, who's got the Alex Scott Guernsey shirt then? Well, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, there's <laughs> got to be a couple. I don't know whether they have the name one. So, um, yeah, there's got to be a couple, though, somewhere on, on some walls. I bet. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just fabulous. And so now, you know, everyone in Guernsey, I think half of the, you know, at least half of the football community in Guernsey probably check the Bristol City score now on a on a, on a weekend and and see um, see how they've got on. Yeah, I think there's a lot of supporters there. And hopefully, maybe yeah, maybe they'll bring a team over at some point for another friendly, if it's, even if it's a sort of, you know, oh, yeah. younger yeah, side. I'm sure, you know. sure they will, yeah. Yeah. Matt, we, he sort of burst onto the scene, didn't he, for Bristol City in that Aston Villa pre-season friendly? He did. Yeah, he did. He was unbelievable, wasn't he? And that's, that's probably when we first got to see him. Um, but like I said earlier on, he's just one of those lads, he just wants to play football, doesn't he? And, and will play anywhere. Um but yeah, he, you know, he's he's a special, special talent, and um, it's it's great actually that he's also had those knockbacks because I think that's sort of helped develop his character as well. And 
you know, I'll say it again, we're just really lucky to have him, aren't we? So, yeah, long long may it continue. We're hoping that the rumours of a Newcastle-type, you know, buying him and then loaning him back for the season so we get another year of him would be the way we'd like to go. But, yeah, we'll just enjoy him while we got him. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, one thing that, that that sort of, you know, you, you speak to people that, who kind of coached him as a, you know, a younger age or, you know, Tony at GFC is that they all say that, you know, basically any challenge that was put in front of him, he kind of came through with flying colours. And you almost wonder, like, does he even know what his own level is? You know, you know, yeah. like last night, obviously the biggest club game of his career with you know, ridiculous players, um, you know, on the field with him. And yeah, as I say, didn't look out of place and he just kind of, he just no. sort of glided into it, and you you think like you know what what actually could you put in his way that would um, make him question himself? It's, it's not only that as well. When when you you're playing with better players, you improve. So him in a you know a team full of internationals, he's he's only going to get better, isn't he? Mm. I felt that last night, Matt. Actually playing against those yeah. that, that side, he didn't look out of place, as you said. The way he sort of just controlled the ball and glided forward with it, and was not showed no fear at all there were two or three surprising <laughs> yeah there were two or three where the ball was just up in the air and, and just dropped and he just killed it and you're mm. thinking yeah that 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 again shows what he's about and what was what i mean for you guys yeah if he was to to stay on another season or even you know the, obviously the way things have gone in the last couple of months um it does seem like things have clicked do you think do you think he could inspire a, a promotion charger? You know, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, he's he's just and I think again, a, a preseason, another preseason, and the fact he's going to be older, a bit bigger in, in terms of physicality. Yeah, he, again, that's I think that's a, a reason why we want him to stay next season, because you just know with him playing in that role, Tony, where he can really make things happen, yeah, he, he could be absolutely the player to to fulfill our and also anyway. tony you'll have to come back and watch another game with him and memetti i mean yeah. memetti's only played four games i think for bristol city but what we've seen of him so far he is a trickster and he is someone who will create opportunities and playing seeing those two playing together um in the game just gone home to hull they actually came off at the same time and just sort of walked round almost arm in arm and got the, <laughs> an amazing round of applause. And that was a, a great moment. But if we can have a season with him next season and players like Mimetti and add a few more maybe in the summer and in, improve the squad, I absolutely think we're um, we're on on the cusp of something something special. So yeah. We shall see. We shall see what happens. I think we'll all switch our phones off for the whole summer and just pray that he's still there in August. Just <laughs> yeah. see if he turns up in August. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, you know, in terms of kind of that was my first experience of of Ashton Gate last night and and of Bristol City and you know obviously you yeah, know followed things a bit more closely in in recent years than than you know I've had before, but it was just phenomenal. I thought, yeah, as you said at the start, the, the support was was incredible. The noise in there, um, just the, the setup. It, it, it surely you know, it can't be too long before. Yeah. You're entertaining some Premier League football. So obviously, Ben AC and Tim Apsian have got, you know, big shoes to fill with <laughs> yeah. coming from Guernsey. Everyone thinks, right, this is the next Alex Scott. And I, and I know they're sort of different players, but um, your thoughts on Ben and Tim and their progress so far? Yeah, I, I mean, it's absolutely awesome to see them um, given that opportunity as well. 
Um, I think they're both at sort of slightly different stages. I don't yeah, for, for Ben, you know, he's a similar age, but I think it'd be it'd be impossible or incredibly harsh to to kind of measure him against Alex's progress because it's just been yeah, so just because they've come from the same place. <laughs> yeah. But he but he's you know, like Alex, Ben's a really, really good lad. Um, you know, always got a smile on his face, um, you know, plays plays football in a in a really entertaining way. And, you know, you wouldn't bet against him you know making a success of it i know he's been um uh it maybe took him a little longer to settle um but he's he, he seems to be more and more regularly involved now in the, the 21s and the 23s um so so yeah yeah all, all fingers crossed for him um and as for tim he's not someone i've seen a huge amount of i didn't see a huge amount of in guernsey before he left um i think he, he got quite a bad injury earlier in the season yeah. which yeah. which is really tough um for for a player you know who who it seems has, has a lot of technical ability, but also, you know, his, his physical attributes are, are really impressive. He's kind of rapid, um, rapid player. So hopefully that won't knock him back too hard. And um, again, you know, he, he's kind of come through with, with great support around him. Um, so he'll be getting, I'm sure, all the right advice. And uh, yeah, by all accounts, you know, earlier on the season, we heard he was doing very well. So um, yeah. it would be fabulous to see him kind of come through again. But yeah, again, he's a couple of years younger. So so that what that one might take a little longer to uh, to bear fruit. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, right. Let's get to the game then. So before kick off, there was a really touching minutes applause for John Motson, and I think that hit us all for six when we got that news as at the age of seventy seven, and it was really well observed, Matt. It was uh, and the flags, sorry, the flags, the the scarves, um, all on the seats, which was a fantastic gesture from the club. Where we're going round, and it was a really special sort of. 10 20 minutes wasn't it all in all yeah it was and and motty was the the voice that we grew up listening to um mm. you know it's only the the real youngsters in the crowds last night that, that won't really have known john motson but um he's there forever in terms of those those famous comment commentaries isn't he you know mm. from from our point of view with with tin man's goal in um yeah i mean it, you only got to listen to the, the tributes paid to him you know he, he was a a, a lovely man but also at the very top of his game, um, you know, his statistics and everything in obviously a sheepskin coat went before him, didn't it? <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a really, really nice tribute. And and one I didn't did we when they were all sort of lining up around the centre circle, we weren't quite sure what it was for because I hadn't right. read anything beforehand. So um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a well observed um tribute in actually a nice start to the game, wasn't it? Just yeah. to kind of make you think, yeah, this is what football's about. Absolutely. Okay, into the actual game then. Say so the third minute, Man City out of the traps very quickly, hit the bar. Um, but then City have a chance up the other end and Sam Bell is away and his shot is out for a corner, Tony. So Man City showing real intent early doors, but also City having an attack. Yeah, I think that got got people a bit a bit nervous when that ball crashed <laughs> off the bar um but yeah i i, I love the way um bristol city got got at them early on there was there was a few moments like that and that that was a yeah it looked a really good chance and um the crowd were were well up for it um yeah the, the, I, I thought there was a few moments like you know well, obviously you're going to talk through the game there were a few moments where it just didn't quite the gap just didn't quite open up or the ball yeah. just didn't quite yeah. sit up in the right place and um yeah but but yeah all credit to the way bristol city started because yeah that, that could have put them on the back foot a bit, um, seeing, seeing, um, seeing the ball come off the bar. So. Yeah, the last thing you want is an early goal. Seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a simple ball, really, across the face of goal. I think on the commentary that I sort of just watched afterwards, they were saying that Sam maybe switches off a little bit with uh, Mares, uh and he rolls it across the, the, the face. 
And Foden finishes emphatically, Matt, into the top corner for 1-0. And that, if that was gone through the net, that would have probably hit you on the head. Yeah, I mean, actually, going back to that Phillips shot that crashed the bar, it was in the first minute. So, what, yeah, yeah it, that was sort of the first first passage of play. And you're thinking, oh, my God, we might be in yeah. for it here. We had moments yeah. like that at the, in the Man United game five years yeah. ago. Rashford at the Rashford post. Rashford at the and... post. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it showed their class. They switch it. Um, yes, he's Mares is given too much space, but the the real difference for me last night was they they took their time with their pass. So the final pass was in, inevitably a really good pass, as opposed to we wasted a lot of ball. We got in some really good positions, but then tried to play a pass that just probably wasn't the right one, or wasn't on, or wasn't mm. well executed. But the finish from Foden was just. I mean, I've I've not watched it back, but real time. Um, and as I said, I did have a few few Guinnesses on board. Um, <laughs> you just sort of thought, how's, how's he smashed it in like that? Side foot almost, it seems, from an angle. And Max O'Leary is nowhere near it. You know, it's just a, a really good finish. And yeah, not not the start you wanted, was it? You don't you don't want to give any team, but especially a Man City, an, an early lead. No, but Antonio, it didn't really silence the crowd, I don't think. If anything, it, it took the crowd up an extra notch, I think, and into the 10th minute and... Uh, Sykes is uh, running running down the wing, which which he has done so well in the, in the last couple of months, and gets into the box. For me, it brought down as a penalty, but I know I think it's fifty fifty. We've seen him given with our penalty record improving ever so much in the last week. <laughs> um, I kind of expected that to be a penalty. Your your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, yeah. There was quite a few people getting excited around me. Uh, yeah, even in the press box. I. I, I yeah, I I would have given it. I think um, there's definitely an arm goes on the on the shoulder. Um, as you say, it probably was probably was fifty fifty. Really, you could you could see it being given on some occasions, and you could see why it wasn't given. Um, but yeah, I think I think probably unfortunate not to get the the rub of the green there. Yeah. Uh, Matt, no sympathy whatsoever shown from the referee. <laughs> do, do you know what? And, and this, it was Andre Mariner, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I genuinely throughout the game last night thought it was a case of a referee who knew the players with Man City. And I think a lot of the 50-50 challenges, he gave Man City his way. And and that one, I think if that goes to, to VAR, I think it probably is given as a penalty because when you're running at speed like Sykes was, it doesn't take much of a contact. Um, so yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed with it. Just felt a little bit like yeah, you know, you, you're with your your mates, or not your mates, but the players you know week in week out. Um, and he, he gave them a little bit, but yeah, I, I I for me, real time watching, I thought it was a pen. Yeah, 18th minute, to Tony and his Alex Scott chance to have a have a go, and he he coming down, he advances really well through the through the pitch, and he gets his left foot shot away, and it was uh, well saved. Yeah, that, that that was um I thought going to be the blockbuster moment for us <laughs> last yeah. night. Um, yeah, he just didn't quite catch it. Um, and I, I know he scored. Has he got one goal this season? Um, you'd love to see him scoring more. And you know, speaking to at Christmas, um, got got a chance to have a quick chat with him. And you know, he, he said that's something he's really working on with the coaches. He he knows he's he's kind of got to be scoring more um obviously you can't ask too much more from him on a night like that you know when he played so well but uh, it would have been wonderful if that had sort of squeezed in um but yeah uh yeah I, I mean a solid chance and um yeah shame he couldn't just quite find the corner yeah he scored one goal this season I think that was in the FA Cup actually 
Um, and he scored four last season. So yeah, he's, he's got a got to get at least three more to keep that progression going. Yeah. I mean, there's no way when you look at what he can do with the ball at his feet, you'd think there's no reason why he, he, he yeah. can be scoring more and, and and the positions he gets himself into and and again the physical attributes he's got, you know, he's not he's not you know he's no slouch. So yeah. um I'm sure they'll start coming. Yeah, and he's absolutely. two he's two two footed. Yeah. Um and Tony you referenced earlier on he's actually pretty decent in the air as well. He's he had mm. a header, didn't he? Um I don't think it was against the Hull. It was a, in the Wigan game, I think, wasn't it? They oh, hit the bar, didn't hit it? Hit the bar, and you'd like, oh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> this, lad, this lad can head the ball as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure there's still things that we haven't seen that he can do yeah. as well. A bicycle yeah. kick away yeah. at Cardiff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, 22nd minute, and Thomas Callas, who's obviously come into the team and be, become fit just at the right time for us, he got in two really good blocks in two separate passages of play. He was outstanding, I thought, last night. Um, he looked every bit an international player playing against international players. Um, and yeah, two important blocks. Um, like I said, the, the the way that Man City played, the sort of transitions, they were so quick. And the the lad, um, Lewis, he, he was kind of in, in the midfield when they had the ball. But when they lost the ball, he would drop back and they would then go into a four. And it was quite a, you know, they were three without the ball, but when they're, oh, sorry, yeah, with, without the ball, they were four. With the ball, they were three at the back because he'd, he'd pop in. And, and and their movement, and I said it about um, David Silva when we played them five years ago, just what an unbelievable pleasure it was to watch him. I was like that with De Bruyne last night. Every time he got the ball, he's just got an elegance and grace about him, hasn't he? And, and we'll talk about sort of his impact later on as well. But yeah, it was... Um, it was a joy to watch, but but Callas was right on the top of his game, and another reason why it didn't it didn't feel fair for three 0 He didn't deserve a three 0 either because he was so so good. Yeah, thirty fifth minute, Tonius, another chance. Sam Bell taking the ball on, um, and his right foot shot goes over. I think he yeah he was obviously going for I think the top corner for that one. But again, we're still in the game. We're only one nil down. You just need that equaliser to to get back into it. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I thought most of the first half it was a pretty even game, really, wasn't it? Um, mm. Yeah, the, the Bristol City really, really, we got at um, got at the uh, at the Man City players, and I, I, it was a shame. I mean, you'll come on to it at the start of the second half. They sort of they really grew into it, uh, Man City, and I kind of sucked the life out a bit um, as yeah. it went on. But yeah, at this stage of the game, it was it was kind of to and fro, and 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 a, and a really entertaining uh, cup tie. Yeah. Absolutely. 44th minute, Matt, campering block is all I've written here, but it was obviously a good one. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't remember it as well. But <laughs> they, they were having to defend, of course they were, but but Max didn't have a save to make, did he? And that was the other thing with it. You know, they were playing some really good football, but we we defended so well and the midfield were, were working really hard that, that Max was, was pretty well protected. From the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at 
ecfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Halftime summary from Rob. Let's see if he's got more of an idea of what happened. Uh, <laughs> respectable, but you can see their quality in danger when they have the ball. Our best threat is definitely through Bell and Scott. Unfortunately, they've closed down Bell's threat on the left after a few scary moments for them. Looked like we definitely could have had a penalty too. Need to stay brave and keep pushing when opportunities arrive. Can see Vyman coming on for Sykes, who has looked a little off it. Tactically, a few balls, a few more balls from O'Leary to Pring can definitely work as long as we anticipate the second ball. Do you think Sykes looked off it? I, th- I thought he no, looked well up for it. To be I, yeah, I, I didn't, and I'm pretty sure that Pep referenced Sykes after the game as well. Mm. Um, but no, I didn't. And then we know what's going to come in terms of when he was saying about bringing on Vyman. Yeah. Um, it was a strange one for me. Yeah, so Vyman for Tanner, your thoughts on that, Matt? Just strange. I didn't think Tanner was getting a roast in. Um, he's a defender and Sykes isn't. I know he's played there, but a little bit like we said with with Alex Scott last season, it was kind of fitting him in there. I, I didn't think we needed to. I think that Tanner was doing perfectly well. I think Tanner's, like I said, a, a proper defender. Um, I didn't get the sense of it. And if it was to get Andy Vyman on, then it should have been for Sykes, you know, as a natural swap. All I can think is he, he's getting Vyman on for that more attacking threat, if you like. And we were 1-0 down in an FA Cup tie. So let's get keep Sykes on the pitch so that we can push on and try and fill in the gaps. But obviously it's asking quite a lot of Sykes, isn't it, to get up and back? Yeah, of course it is. And, and also you're, you're playing against arguably the best team in the country mm. who are then going to have a lot of the ball. So it's not, you know, I, I get that. If you're, if you're playing a championship team yes you might be able to say to, to Sykes you know bomb on you know we'll have cover behind you but you're not going to get that against Man City so I I just thought it was a strange decision now obviously there could have been a knock could have been anything we don't yeah. know but it felt like it was a tactical move and, and yeah I, I thought it was a little bit strange for us and then similarly there was one letter on that I thought was strange yeah, Tony, I've got no notes for the first 25 minutes of the <laughs> of the second half. As you say, sort of Man City just controlled the play. Um, I think bringing Sykes back into the conversation, he mopped up quite a few times around the back through, with loose balls. Yeah, I don't remember there being too many like particularly hairy moments um, uh, as far as the defending was going. But yeah, it, but Bristol City were just having to work so hard to get anywhere near the ball. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, that that thought that... You know, you, you kind of felt at that moment. The longer that period of play went on, the obviously, you know, it was it was going to mean that um, the home side weren't going to find a goal. But equally, I think it just it took a lot out of their legs, didn't it? Chasing that ball around for, yeah. for 15, 20 minutes. Um, that there was, I'm, I'm just looking at my notes here. There was the moment where I think Bell was was pretty brave, goes into a kind of <laughs> quite a hard challenge with Edison in the okay. city goal, and the ball like sort of skidded, like flew out to to Alex. Um, and you again, it was probably a bit of a half chance, but I think just the, the way the ball came to him, it almost caught him by surprise a bit. Um, and, and his first touch kind of unusually let him down a bit, but um, yeah, other than that, I don't recall too much from those, first yeah. Two. Just after the after half time in the first five minutes, obviously, Edison had come on at half time, hadn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. and he got, yeah, he, I think he got clattered no with, with Bell, yeah, yeah, yeah and I thought, blimey, 
that that could be good if if Edison comes off, we might have more of a chance. <laughs> yes. They have to put yeah. De Bruyne in goal or someone. And it, he really struggled for a good ten minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was brave from Bell, to be fair. He, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Absolutely. 70th minute, I've got well kept in by Scott on the on the touchline. And um, Vyman it is that gets the cross in and Sam Bell heads just wide, Matt. Yeah, I mean, and and understanding your notes, the, the well kept in bit. I don't know. Who was the defender? Was it Laporte or Rodrigo? Um, I'm going to have to look now. Apologies. Absolutely no idea. (laughs) Neither of them. It was Ruben Diaz. There we go. (laughs) Um, But he's shepherding the ball out. And Tony said about it earlier on, Scott just shows A, a a great presence to to not give it up, but also he went the other side of him to to win the ball, but showed such physical strength to win it. Vyman whips in a lovely cross and, and Bell actually gets too good a header on it in terms of his contact. He just needed a little glance. If he gets a glance, he scores um, because he's that that close. Although you say that, but Edison's such a world class keeper, you never know. But mm. that was the moment. Um, it, you know, it was one nil. That was the moment that you're thinking, yeah, we're, we're back in it. And sadly, it, it didn't prove to be, did it? So yeah, seventy fourth minute is two nil. Uh, De Bruyne's vision is incredible to find um, Aka Nathan Aka Nathan Aki. Yeah. Aki. Um, he finds Alvarez who feeds Foden. There's a slight deflection from Viner, but it's two nil. Um, and yeah, at that point, it was almost. The, inevitable that that was that moment was coming tony and again they their quality shone through yeah absolutely um it, it was you know from a for the neutral it would have been fun to see phil foden last night because um yeah i was so excited about seeing what he was going to do at the world cup and you know it didn't quite uh click for him and you know he, he spoke after the game didn't he about um about his sort of injury troubles and, and where that had left him kind of feeling a bit kind of empty um but yeah, I mean, if he if he's back on form now, and and you say the accuracy of that first goal, and then it was a slight deflection here. I I, I think it did it go down as an OG in the end. I think. No, I, well, I know I know on the radio they were saying they thought it was an OG. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. On the Sky Sports Soccer Center app, it's Phil Foden's goal. Is it? Right. Still giving yeah. it to him. Generous, generous. But I, but I mean, you, you can't begrudge I'm it. Sure, yeah, Zach's I mean, happy with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It was a neat finish, wasn't it? There were two two kind of two very very. Um, uh, classy finishes um yeah and and that that was a shame as you say coming coming not long after that um that bell chance yeah. zach had a zach had a bit of a shaky game for zach last night didn't he and and he he made a couple of poor poor decisions in terms of his pass and there was one where he brought the ball out lovely and then just played a, a sort of poor pass and I, I was and there was an element of he was then berating certainly Sykes and Tanner with with one of them for not giving them the option. And I was sort of looking and thinking, yeah, but you've given the ball away. Like you're blaming them. They might not have been displaced, but you've still passed to Man City. Yeah. So yeah, Zach, Zach had a little bit of a, an off I think the occasion, the night. occasion got to different players well, in different ways, maybe. I, I actually think it was more to do with the fact that you just don't get the time on the ball that you get in the championship. You know, the way that Man City were playing. And, you know, Tony talking about Foden. Just how quick is Phil Foden? I mean, he is lightning, isn't he? And, and the same with De Bruyne. You, you know, you don't, you don't, see necessarily that kind of speed when you're watching them on the TV like you know I would tend to do with Man City but De Bruyne just glides across the pitch at such a pace so yeah I'm not I'm not I I think that was why Zach was kind of exposed was because he just didn't get the time on the ball that you would normally get there was one touch from Foden that second half that that I just loved Uh, it it was coming coming down the left and he kind of 
I can't try to remember exactly what his body position was like, but he sort of hooks it in and sp- like hooks it sort of beneath him and spins in, and it was just like yeah. it was just a wonderful piece of skill. And yeah, yeah, there were two or three where it was a, a diag across to him or across, to him, and he just killed it. Yeah, and you're like, Phew. but you're, you're talking about in Phil Foden, yes, an England international, but a player that everybody has talked about for years and years and years. You know, he's he is such a talent. So yeah. The campering comes on for Jada Silva. Um, on the <laughs> campering comes off for Jada Silva, seventy seventh minute. Uh, straight swap, Matt. Is that just getting Jada Silva on the pitch? What are your thoughts on that one? I don't know. I again, I thought it was a, a bit of a strange one because Cam was was like Cam is, where he's getting yeah. the ball and in the game and driving forward. Um, maybe there's an element of. Saturday's game, um, probably realizing it 2 0, the game was probably over. You never know, do you? With 2 2 0, if you get the next goal, it, and in that atmosphere, it could have made it a bit nervy for them. Mm. Um, but yeah, it could could just have been that patch getting getting Jay on the pitch. Yeah, 81st minute, it's 3 0. Grealish into De Bruyne, who has a bit of space to just whip one effortlessly into the corner of the net, I think right-footed. Um, but that goal was a pass into the net at speed, Tony. Yeah, from some way <laughs> out as well. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, it, it's kind of pure Kevin De Bruyne, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, apart from yeah, wanting to see Bristol City win last night, you know, that, that will stay with me for a while because, um, mm. yeah, that's that's sort of exactly what you want to <laughs> you want to see if you, you yeah. want to see Kevin De Bruyne play well. Um, it was quite, you know, quite enjoyed hearing the Bristol City fans um yeah, giving him a bit of a light stick, calling him a, uh, I don't know if we... A poor was, Alex Scott. A poor version of Alex <laughs> Scott. Yeah, a, a limited invitation of Alex Scott, let's be yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you when you see him do like do, do what he did there, he yeah, picks up the ball, uh, uh, as you guys said before, he always doesn't, the way he's built, he, he doesn't look like he should move as, as swiftly as he does. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, it was just a, a brilliant goal. It's uh, one, of those, on that one, yeah. one of those goals, you just clap. Yeah, as a, as I think a fo- everyone as did. A, as a football fan, you just clap and you go, yeah, sometimes you just can't defend it. Um, you know, mm. it was just a brilliant, brilliant finish. Yeah. So 81st minute, uh, just after that, Naki Wells comes off and uh, Marley, Marley comes on. Marley Francois comes on. Um, and Marley goes up front, Matt. I, I thought he was more of a sort of an attacking midfielder or? Uh, I thought he was a forward, I've got to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, Naki looked tired, I thought, last night and, and obviously had to do a lot of running. So I, I thought that was the right change. Okay. And then uh, 89th minute, it's Omar Taylor-Cart coming on for Williams and Andy King coming on for, for Matty James. So two two changes in the last minutes there. Well, you've, um, you, the only other thing is is the the reason probably why Williams came off. Okay. Oh, he got so booked. Yeah. He got booked. So it was a bit of a... A bit of a sort of, I think it was Silver that he ran into. Silver sort of pushed, he pushed back. He now misses two games. Yeah. And you sort of think for, for that, Joe, you just, late in the game, 3 0 down, you just don't need to do it. And, and he's going to be a big, big miss now on Saturday. Is that definitely the case? I think so. I don't, I, think, I mean, I know, I know we talked about it. came about, in an FA Cup game. I don't know. I'm yeah, not I sure. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully not then, if that's the case, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure someone, someone will, will, will correct us. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, 
uh, so obviously, yeah, great, great for uh, the likes of Omar Taylor Karkham and Marley Francois to come on and in such a big game, a night that they will obviously remember for the rest of their lives. Um, and hopefully, they get many more like that in the future. But final whistle goes 3 0. As you say, it was kind of my expectation about what the score would be before the game. Um, but it didn't feel necessarily like a 3 0. I don't, Tony, as a relative neutral, would you say it was a fair result uh, I, yeah i mean i don't think you could you could argue Anthony didn't deserve to win but yeah three nil definitely for me felt mm. felt slightly harsh um you know it was it was that sort of that yeah icing on the cake from de bruyne at the end um but yeah it's just it's just a shame that that in that first half um yeah bristol city just couldn't couldn't find the goal that that perhaps could have ignited yeah. the tie um uh, and, and, you know, play like that, though, uh, on another day, it could have been quite different. So I think, yeah, I think everyone involved in the club should be extremely proud. Yeah, good shout. And Matt, I think that's the most celebrated 3-0 defeat we've ever had at Ashton Gate <laughs> in terms of the crowd reaction afterwards. So so many of the fans stayed, didn't they? To, yeah. but, but again, to recognise we've been in a, a really good cup tie against, you know, one of the best teams in the country, in the world, from that point of view. Um, and I thought it was pretty telling that Nigel Pearson and Pep Guardiola, there was quite a lengthy kind of discussion at the final whistle. You know, they yeah, stood, was, yeah. stood, stood there sort of shaking hands and talking for quite a little while. Um, whether that was to say, yeah, that Alex Scott lad, how much do you want for him? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um, it was good to see. But yeah, quite, quite rightly, fans stayed and, and applauded a, a very committed performance. And I've seen Nigel Pearson's post-match and, and he sort of talked about fans recognising that they've got players now who are playing for the shirt, for the club, um, you know, and, and wanting to put in performances like that. So you, you put in performances like that last night in the championship, you're winning far more games than you're not winning, aren't you? So Yeah, and we've got obviously a massive game away at Cardiff on Saturday. Possibly the, the, the best game to have really after that because it's a, yeah. a big, big atmosphere, local derby. Yeah, let's, let's go out and yeah, show them what we're about. Exactly. Right, let's come on to the ratings then, Matt, if that's okay. Yeah, okay. Um it's a, a bit of a difficult one because I don't wanna I don't wanna get too emotional with it because it was, you know, a, a brilliant night and everything else. But fundamentally we lost three nil, but we also lost to, you know, as I say, it's Manchester City. So so Max I've gone six. Um I don't think Max had too many saves to make. If I'm honest with you, and I'm I'm trying to even recall any that he had to make. I think he and came I, for the he came for the ball and won it in a group of players. Yeah, uh, but I mean, in terms of saves, shots saved, and oh stuff, God, yeah. Um, so that, that's why it's a six. And and you might have, you know, in the past you might have gone, yeah, but he's the goalie. They've conceded three goals, but I think the quality of the finish. Let's have a look at um, the stats. So on target from Man City, six. So was it? I don't know so whether that's could be six. blocks, I guess, can it? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But I don't, but, I don't recall too many saves, if I'm honest. So, but on Max O'Leary, great news regarding the contract, oh. keeping him at the club for another three years. Which, if he yeah. stays here for that time, he would have been at the club twenty years. Amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, and Gary Hours was talking about Max on on Radio Bristol last night and saying how you know he would come in to train and having trained with the city and you know what a really top sort of pro he was. So, no, great news. Yeah. So yeah, so Max six. Um, I've gone Zach five, and I think that might be harsh 
because I, I don't I don't necessarily want to give anybody a five after last night, really. <laughs> so I, I am going to go six, but I do think he got fanged a little bit, as I said, on the ball last night. The, 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 the time that he's got on it, he didn't have. So, yeah, I've gone six. George, I've gone six because he was pulled at halftime. Um, I, I thought it was another George Tanner performance. You know, he, I don't think he was getting roasted down, down that side. Um, and, and it was a surprise for me, but yeah. Um, Thomas Callas, I've gone eight. Um, and man of the match. I thought Callas was just a rock last night. Outstanding. Um, there was one moment where he raced across the pitch to make a challenge. Yeah, it's all that. Um, and someone said to me, oh, I didn't, didn't think he was that quick. And you're like, yeah, he, he, he is. <laughs> he's proper quick. He'd certainly beat Rob Atkinson in a foot race patch, just so you know. No, I don't um, But yeah, I thought Callas was 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 top, top draw last night. Um, so yeah, went eight, a man of the match. Pring, I went seven. Um, I thought Cam was was working hard and linked well with Sam Bell as well in the first mm-hmm. half um, in particular. Um, the two midfield, or Sykesy on the other side, I went seven. I did think he was in the game. And, and as you said, Patch, when he did get switched at halftime, he was doing a lot of the tidying up and still getting forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Williams, I went six. I didn't think Joe, um, he didn't do enough when he was on the ball last night. Both him and Matty James did break up a, a fair bit of the play. And, and again, you have to temper it because of who they're playing against. Um, but I've probably gone six for Joe because of the booking at the end. I just thought it was such a needless thing to do. So I'm, I'm kind of marking him down for that, really. Um, Matty James, as I said, I went seven. I thought Matty's continued his current form, um, looked really good. You know, when I, when I looked at it last night and and you had um, Calvin Phillips for Man City, who they paid, I don't know, what was it, 65 million for, was known as the Yorkshire Pirlo when he was at Leeds, I think. He didn't look that much better than Matty James or Joe Williams on the night. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought both were great. Alex, I went seven and I debated an eight for Alex. Um, but again, I think that might be the emotion of, of me because I still think it was a good performance from him. But again, the goals, the assists is where that escalates him from an eight from that point of view. Lots of really nice touches, but you know, it's it's a bit more than that. Um, and then Andy Vyman coming on and Naki Wells, I went two sixes. I thought both worked really hard. Didn't really get much joy, did they? And Sam Bell was the pick of my forwards, got a seven. Um, I thought his efforts and, and work weight were exceptional. And then Tony, for our night, on, oh, sorry, your, yeah. yeah, go on. Tony, your um, thoughts on that? Do you want to upgrade anyone in particular? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll go. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll add another mark. I think. I, I yeah, I think. It was an absolute joy to see Alex, um, as I said at the start, in the flesh for the first time. And I, I just thought as well, you know, it, given the, the amount of chat around him, you know, he's on the front of the programme, um, you know, the pre-match on ITV, you know, it lent heavily on him. To, to just to produce that on, on that occasion, um, you know, I thought it was, was really impressive. So I'm giving him an eight. I yeah, can, I, I'll back you up, Tony, on that till we get <laughs> the deciding vote. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm absolutely fine with that. But I agree. Yeah. If, he, if he, yeah, if he finds a goal or an assist, then then he's he's straight up to a nine. But yeah, I think he yeah. could be proud of an eight. Yeah, no, no, I'll, was, I'll, I'll agree with that. There was a lot of pressure on him last night, and it, you wouldn't have known it. You wouldn't have known it. And um, yeah, I think he he certainly looked not out of place on yeah. the on the pitch yesterday. And Nigel, Nige, I've gone right. a seven as well. I thought Nigel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Tony. 
Benny. Oh, you sorry, it just, sorry, it just broke up a bit there. Um, I was just going to say, uh, I just wanted to, to, to um, uh, yeah, put a quick word for me in on Cam Pring because obviously he was at Guernsey oh, yeah. as well. Oh, of course ago, he was, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Just for a few months on loan. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, again, fantastic to see him kind of obviously he's worked very, very hard, hasn't he, over the last few years to get to where he is now. And um, and, and it, it seems like he deserves every moment of it. So again, for him to play so well last night um, was really nice to see. Yeah, yeah. No, he's excellent to watch. One of our one of our favorites, I think, on this podcast. Not because oh, he's been on the podcast, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a joy to watch. Um I've got a few tweets to just to read out, just scanning through. Um, Chris Chard, all our BCFC boys played well. They did as supporters and themselves and the staff, etc. Proud, an amazing experience for the young lads and a chance for us to watch Man City. Come on, you Reds, let's regroup ready for Cardiff. Um, a message from Dean Allen. Tonight, Bristol City went toe-to-toe, one of the best teams in the world. Everyone at the club should be proud. I think that's a, an underlying comment, Matt, um, across everyone you've spoken to, I guess. Definitely, definitely. And 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 also, nice touch from the, the club with the scarves as well. That that added to the visual element of the, the game, didn't it? Yeah, so, and, and and I think you were you were hoping for the flags, but the flags was done five years ago and they've yeah. they've done something different. And I think yep. it I think it really works. Obviously the and that was the the five years ago visual was the flags. The visual yep. this time round is the scarves. And, and yeah. Beth, Beth not roofs, but scarves were perfect. Uh, much better than the foil flags. There you go. There you <laughs> Didn't go. even read that. Hope yeah. the fans wear them for the rest of the season. Fair play, City. It worked very well. Obviously watching from Australia um, on the TV. Jason... Was that a touch of an Australian accent then? No, it was in- unintentional. Saying this, yeah. On the TV. Jason Peter Smith, just to put this into context, Man City's subs bench is worth more than our club. Um, I don't know the value of the club, but um, obviously Jason. I think does. someone, someone, it was like three hundred and something million on the subs bench. That was Man one. Th- one thing was a shame we didn't see Harland. Harland, yeah, come yeah. on. Um, obviously he was there, but yeah, uh, as was yeah. A, a a certain other celeb in the uh, the Man City away end. Oh, who was I, that? I, th- I think you might have got to see as well. Oh. Didn't you see him, <laughs> Mr. Gallagher? Yeah, walking down the hall. What he yeah, he was walking down the hall faster than a cannonball. Actually. Oh, fair play! Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, yeah, it's good to see. Speaking <clears> of the subs, I just just um, it was good to see Jack Greenish get on. Um, yeah, I, they I got quite close made. at one point, didn't they? I don't know if they actually had a an interaction, but there was one point where they were they were like arms length away from each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I think someone got that photo. Them. They had a chat after the game, and um, yeah, when I saw Alex um, up in the players' lounge afterwards, he had his um, signed Greenish shirt. So, uh, did oh, lovely, yeah, a nice souvenir from the from the night. And uh, you know, it was quite fun. I did say to him, like, you know, because he he said Alex said, oh, he, yeah, he's obviously someone he's looked up to, and he sort of you know sort of modelled his game on. And I said, well, he, he does get a lot of stick, doesn't he? <laughs> you know, he's pretty roundly booed when he came on, mm. and you could Alex sort of smiled, and you think he like he wouldn't mind that at all. He's kind of yeah. Oh, some happy. players thrive it, off of that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. it, it's it's funny, isn't it? And I and I know it's pantomime, but I I do laugh when you know Phil Foden or Mares walk across, take a corner, and get booed. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I'm pre- pretty sure most of you were cheering Phil Foden in the World Cup, but still, <laughs> yeah. there was uh, a lovely most... little uh, interaction with Mares and Pearson. I was well, just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. He kind of pulled him back, didn't he? Yeah. At one point, because he, well, si- so. he signed him for Leicester, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, I yeah. don't think. Um, I think Steve Walsh and or oh, the other um, scout escapes me at Leicester. I think they'd seen him live, and Pearson said, 
yeah, if you if you like the look of him and think he is, then mm. yeah. So I don't think Pearson was it Craig saw Shakespeare or no, it wasn't. It was someone else. Can't oh, think right. who it was. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he obviously signed him from La Havre, I think, for four hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what and look at him was. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll say the same about Mimetti. I'm sure when we're in the Premier oh, League, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, right. So uh, before we before we wrap up. Tony, who's next in line to come to Bristol City? <laughs> That's a great question, isn't it? It's a great question. Um, well, hopefully we'll see Ben and um, and Tim kind of um, break through towards the first team ranks. I, I mean, I'd love it. I mean, it's been really fantastic that this kind of little connection has has, has built up over the last few years. Um, and and it, I mean, it seems like you know, as long as um, as long as Tony Vance is is kind of in place at GFC, and I'm sure that'll be for a while. That that you know, Brian Tinney will be the first the first um, number on his speed dial. Again. Yeah, we we've had Brian on a couple of times now, and both times he's mentioned the relationship with Tony Vance and yeah. and how you know how that's developed over the years. So so yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they're sc- always scanning to see what's available. Absolutely. And I'm it sure works both not. ways, doesn't it? We 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 lend players back to to Guernsey, so it's a, it's a two way street from that point of view as well, isn't it? Definitely. And I, I think you know, for any parent in Guernsey who's got a kid who's who's showing any promise, you know, seeing how that the how Bristol City have treated um, Alex, and, and you know, hopefully it's the same for for the other two now. Um, you know, I think you know they'd be they'd be um, yeah they'd be sort of straight onto it and saying this yeah. is a club that we'd like to send our our, our young player to because obviously they, they give them a lot of care and, and it, it's, it's you know it's a great setup it's a great city as well um so yeah i don't i think sort of where else would you want to be really as a young mm. player it's a, it's a great great place to go and um to kind of make that first step yeah. have you been able to get up to the high performance center tony i haven't no i'd, I'd no. like to at some point yeah yeah you're, i yeah, think you'll you find that see. really impressive yeah yeah. See where they're where they're spending most of their time, you know. See if Brian will give me a trial. Yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm sure he will. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, before we let you go, Tony, so um, your it was your first game at Ashton Gate and first time in Bristol, I assume as well. And I've been, I've been a couple of times before actually. I've been to right. cricket years ago. Okay. Um, and and I had a, a work course as well. I, I, it's great. I had, a, I had a lovely time walking around yesterday. Um, yeah, found a nice little food market and um, yeah, probably over in total yesterday, but um, yeah, it, it's been fantastic and um, yeah, definitely try and get back soon. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a special day yesterday. I think all city fans were just waiting for the moment to be able to leave the house or leave work, go to the ground. Some of us, some of us had a half day and started drinking a little bit too early. Um, yeah, you're Matthew not with us. feeling it today. Yeah, blame the Bond uh, sisters and their dad. I am sure, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, a special day all round and one will remember. Um, any final thoughts from you, Tony, in terms of Alex Scott or any anything City related? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But, um, you know, it'd be lovely if, whether it's this season or or next, um, that he could contribute to, um, to, to kind of some real success, success here. Because, um, mm. you know, obviously whatever happens now, you know, he'll be someone that, that, um, that I'm sure your club will be extremely proud of for the rest oh, of his yeah. career. But yeah, if he can leave you with with that little bit of extra, I'm sure that he'll uh, he'll cement his place as a bit of a legend. Well, yeah, just there's that uh, that ten percent chance, Matt, that he w- he will be with us in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think there's I, I want him to go to a top Premier League side, um, and I, I'm not going to name other clubs, but there are clubs that you know will will go up and down. Um, and he would probably play more football for 
But I think he's such a special talent that he needs to be working with the very best coaches and the very best players. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to see him go to to one of the top six sort of currently. Um, but yeah, if if we can get him loaned back for a year, um, because again, he is still young and still young in terms of his, his experience for, at, at this level, that would be an ideal scenario for us, wouldn't it? You know, nice 30 million in the bank and, and loaning him back for the season. Yeah, um, and it, interestingly, Nigel Pearson on on Radio Bristol last night was saying about, "Yep, so now we just go for the playoff push." Which did he say not, that? Did he? Why? Yeah, and I'm well, not of, sure. I've heard Nigel would. say that, but yeah. again, it shows where the club and the, the players and the staff feel they are. So yeah, yeah, oh, fantastic. Right, we'll wrap it up there. Um, thank you very much, Tony, for spending your 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 breakfast time with us and um and matt our pleasure as always we'll be back you, on sunday with the cardiff podcast absolutely um hopefully a, a, an away win in cardiff which we shall crossed. see yeah. but tony thanks so much mate oh, it's been a pleasure thanks, thanks tony. so much for having me on and um yeah it's been a been a real um a real pleasure to be a part of this whole thing so um yeah fantastic and i'll see you at wembley yeah, yeah fingers absolutely. crossed yeah. take care <laughs> cheers yeah, tony. thanks for listening bye-bye I've been riding low, I've been riding fast Gonna take this moment, I'm gonna make it last Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I'll tell you something, I don't care that much Don't come around here
Cause you don't know me I ride low and fast Gonna take this moment and leave you in my bed I'm gonna keep riding Watching that little town slowly disappear